What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. Go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. So uh, we've been gone. Well, Jacqueline's been gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, me and uh, Carter tried our best to hold it down. You know what I'm saying? But we are so glad to welcome her back uh, to the show. We have a really good one today. We think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So Carter, Jacqueline, how y'all doing today? Hey, feeling good. Glad to be back. I'm excited. For those of you who are listening and cannot see us, we all have our matching Million and Millionaires gear on today. So it's going to be a good episode. How you doing, Carter? Doing great. feels so good to have you back. You know, I feel like I've been carrying George's weight the whole time. It feels good to finally have you back to um, make this you know, a real trifecta, you know? <laughs> oh, man, that's cute. Let's see what that's we cute. can do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Let's get into it. So um, I was I'm actually really excited about this topic because we are just a couple of weeks almost into Q2, Q4, excuse me, Q4. And, you know, when people get towards the end of the year, they get reflective or they also get super ambitious with what can they like cram into the end of the year before it's all said and done and or prepare for the top of the next year. Right. And so being that we all are entrepreneurs on this podcast um, and we talk a lot about entrepreneurship in general. I thought that it would be good to have an episode dedicated to just, you know, different things that you should consider before starting your next business venture. Because one of the gifts and curses of entrepreneurs is that we can also be creative junkies, right? <laughs> and that we see something, we want to do it. And I'm listening to a book right now called Principles, phenomenal book. If you haven't, haven't heard, read or listened to that book by Ray Dalio, right? Ray Dalio, um, one of the best hedge fund investors of all time. And one of the things he said is that you can have anything you want, but not everything that you want, mm. right? You can have anything. So, so what I took from that is I could be the best, you know, investor or be the best actor or whatever it is that I want. If I go all in on that, right. But I probably couldn't be the best basketball player, actor, uh, athlete. Like I couldn't do all of those things. So you've got to kind of decide what you're going to pursue and not to say that you can't be multifaceted, not to say that you can't have other things that you enjoy or explore, but typically you're not going to be able to be excellent at all of them all at the same time, right? Not to say that you can't do things over time. So, you know, but so it's that natural, means, right? It's because yeah. you only have so much energy that you can expend on any given day. You don't have enough energy to focus on being an actor every day. And, you know, X, Y, and Z, like we'll take Michael Jordan, for example, he was good at all the sports, but he couldn't do all the sports at the same time. You know, it, it just doesn't work like that. You just don't have enough energy. That's a For fact. sure. For sure. And I, I love, I love this because if people are not reflecting or thinking about what they should be doing next year or end of the quarter, this is a reminder that they should be doing that. Right. I know it's, I, we do it because we're used to doing it, but anybody that's not doing that, like the last quarter of the year is such an amazing time to reflect on what you've done this year and then also mm -hmm. build a game plan for next year so that um, next year you can hit the ground running. That's a fact. All right. So what we're going to share with you guys today is 
eight. Uh, shit. Thanks. For, well, this is YouTube. Fuck. Damn. You can edit this too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, that's a that's a first. Uh, but you can, you can edit this out too. It's all good. Um, it's gonna be in there. Yeah. Cool. Eight things. All right. Let me start from the beginning. All right. So what we're gonna share with you today is eight things you should ask yourself before starting a new business venture. Okay. So let's kick it off with the first one. Right. At the end of the day, you know, I'm all about creating a passionate business and something that you love. And that's very important. And we're going to talk about that as well today. But the first thing you should be asking yourself, unless you're starting a nonprofit, is do I see a path to profitability? It's not that you have to make money from day one, the moment your doors are open. But when you think about what it is that you're going to build, what it is that you're trying to create, do you see a path to profitability? Right. That's the first thing you need to ask yourself, because what happens is you might see something that looks cool. Right. But maybe you haven't sat down and actually done the math on, okay, when I think about the expenses it's going to take to run this or run this business or start this business. And I think about the runway that is going to be required in order to actually make money. Am I going to be profitable? Right. And you'd be surprised how many people start businesses without doing that assessment. Absolutely right, man. And like, in the new uh, book I just dropped in my uh, Start Your Dream Business ebook, that was one of my first questions in there because, you know, we all should do what we love to do, right? We hear that all the time, you know, passion and everything like that. But if it doesn't make money, you're going to put a lot of pressure on your passion. It's not going to become your passion anymore, right? So we have to also think about like, how can we make this profit, profit, uh, profitable? And I think that's a great practice to do anyway. Just think about what do you love to do? And then think about, is there a way you can make it profitable? Because if you can make it profitable, you can do it for the rest of your life. And that's where the magic is. That's a whole fact. Jacqueline, any, any thoughts on that one? I mean, it's really a blessing to be able to follow your passion and to make it profitable so that, as Carter said, you can do it for the rest of your life. So I want you, who whoever's listening to this, I want you to take that into account as you're thinking of starting a new business venture. You know, think about, are you, are you passionate about this? Can you see yourself doing this for a long time? Or is this just something for you to change your financial situation temporarily? Because if that's the case, keep that in mind as well, right? Because the idea here is to have a plan. So if the plan is to have a business for two years to get out of debt, you know, to have a side hustle to make some money to get out of debt, then just keep that in mind. But you know, as everybody loves to say, begin with the end in mind, you know, and that's going to make things flow a lot easier for you. Yeah. A lot of people are chasing that short term bag. We, we, we have our long term bag over here. So let's start yeah. with the end in mind. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's one thing we, we say it's probably the recurring theme of a lot of our conversations over the past 60 days is or really the past six months. Um, amateurs make money on the front end. Pros make money on the back end. Right. Facts. And so we say that to say that. We understand that depending upon your business model, right, there might be small money that you have to forego. But again, it's all about seeing the path to profitability. Like Facebook probably wasn't profitable for six, seven, eight, nine years or something like that, right? But they knew where they were going. They were going to blow up their distribution channel, right? And they had all the eyeballs, all the attention, and they knew they were going to go the advertising route. They knew that, right? And so, you just have to know what your what your path is. And do you have the capital to sustain that path? Because you might say you want to build the next Facebook, but if you don't know how to go out and get venture capital, you can't build the next Facebook. 
they could afford to have a burn rate right in excess of multi-million dollars because they had VC money, right? So you also have to think about the business model that you're creating because that also has to align with the outcome, right? And is it probable for the path that you're trying to take? Yeah, and I think that's a perfect segue to the to the second point, which is, do you have the capacity and bandwidth to do this at a high level? And I tell people this all the time, like the book um, Outliers shows that experts have to dedicate at least 10,000 hours, right, to their practice or their craft to become great at anything. So while you're looking at the financial capacity, you also need to look at your bandwidth and your mental and your time capacity as well, because you have to be dedicated if you want to be great at anything. Look at any, all the great athletes, Kobe, Michael Jordan, all these people dedicated an unreal amount of time to do what they do at a high level. So I think that another, the next question people need to ask is, do you have the capacity and bandwidth to do this at a high level? Because if you do, you can get paid a high premium. Yeah, it's funny. So in Tiger Woods case, talking about just building up your ability to do something. So he started, his dad gave him a golf club when he was, I want to say like 10 months old or something like that. So by the time he was, you know, less than two years old, he was already swinging a golf club. So talk about that building up to 10,000 hours. Understand that in, if you're trying to be great at something, it's going to take some time. I've noticed lately that there's a lot of people that like pop out of social media, like pop out on social media, right? And they have this big, following and I'm like okay this is interesting and sometimes you think that they just came out of nowhere and then you hear their story and they're like no I've been doing this for 10 years I've been doing this for 15 years and you're like oh wow it seemed like it came out of nowhere but really they've been perfecting their craft for a very long time so you have to figure out okay do you have the capacity to do this the first one is do you have the desire (laughs) is this something that you want to do and the second one is do you have the the time capacity? You know, do you have the mental capacity to do this? And then realize, of course, that it's going to take a lot of time. It took a very long time um, for me to get my certified financial planner designation. They require you to have three years of experience. So, you know, it's a lot of things that you want to do, and it's just going to take time for you to become the expert. So don't get discouraged. Keep going. Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you shouldn't set out to do anything if you do not want to do it in excellence, right? The people that we admire, that we adore, that we're like, you know, that we're fans of, they are, they are great at what they do, right? People that didn't, didn't know Kobe, but they mourned his loss because they respected his greatness, right? And so like, you know, and I've been convicted by this because I've been reading a lot of books uh, these past few weeks and it just really got me more focused on legacy, and impact. And I'm always, I'm, you know, I'm very legacy minded in general, but it's very easy when you see like people like popping out on social as Jacqueline's terminology. I, I keep seeing people, I, I imagine somebody like popping out of their screen, but um, when you see people, you know, popping out on social and they're getting money and they're doing these things, you know, it's very easy to like get distracted on like what your calling or purpose is because you use like, Oh, I can do that too. I can do this. I can do that. But I got really real back into like what I know I'm supposed to be doing and just understanding like what that looks like. Right. And I know that I'm supposed to be extremely great in a specific area of my life. And so when you think about that from a business standpoint, like when we talk about bandwidth and capacity, make sure that when you start to think about the thing that you want to achieve and accomplish, 
that you start to drill down to all of the sub activities that are required to deliver it at a high level. You can't just say, I want to write a book, right? Or I want to drop a course. What are all of the other things that you have to do to do it in excellence, right? I want to drop a podcast. But y'all don't realize like we record the podcast. We have to think about our topics. We have to get it to the editor. We have to get it to another team to mock up the graphics. We have to then get it posted on YouTube and all these like, you got to think about that because you might be able to record quality content, but can you then produce and disseminate that content to be able to get your message out in a meaningful way? Now, you always have to balance this with starting where you are and using what you have, because, you know, I share with Carter and I think even Jacqueline, when I first started the podcast, I, you know, had to figure it all out, right? I had to figure out the mic. I had to figure out who's going to edit my intro. I had to, you know, and it was a little bumpy and I got it done. But at, at the end of the day, like you have to really understand, like, what does it take to be the best? If we want to get this podcast to a top 50 business podcast, right? There's going to be things that we have to do. We can't just expect that because we got great content that it's somehow going to make it to the top, right? And so just make sure that you're thinking about that because what will happen is there'll be a disconnect between the outcome that you want versus what you're actually putting out. And then you won't ever be you know, mentioned among the greats. And I don't know about y'all, like, but entrepreneurship is our sport at this point. None of us are playing ball at a high level anymore, right? So like, this is our sport. And I want to fucking, I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to win. You know what I'm saying? I want to win. Playing so. for keeps, man. We're playing for keeps over here. So I love that, man. I think, again, um, we, you know, we, we need to always have a mindset of excellence. Like, I don't get into anything unless I expect to be the best at it, right? If, I, if I'm, if I'm going to go half, I'm not going to start it. So I think that's a great point for the people to know. Now, the next point is very important because I think a lot of people, we get away from this. And this is where a lot of disconnect comes from and a lot of anxiety comes from. And that next point is, does it align with your core values? So we don't matter what the money uh, output is, we never, ever, ever want to engage in anything that's going to take us away from our core values, whether your core values are integrity, legacy, you know, whatever your core values are, you have to stick with them because you don't want to be the person that sold out your, you know, sold, quote unquote, sold your soul to the, to the devil for a short profit. So I think having things align, align with your core values is just so, so important. And for me, when I started my, um, my business management practice, my accounting firm, I stuck, it was really hard because I, I, had, I had, a, had a fork in the road. Did I want to follow the money or do I want to follow my core values? My core values was to help people that look like me, help people that, um, you know, grew up like me and, and things like that. And so when I, when I had a choice, do I want to work, work with like corporate people. Or do I want to work with like my people? And I took the route to work with my people and it ended up paying off more than I expected in the long run. But again, I was faced that, with that choice and I don't want anybody to make that wrong turn. That's a fact. Yeah, the way that I like to look at it is I consider myself to have a purpose, right? And my purpose, honestly, I think on this earth is to impact people and to help bring them to financial freedom. Not because money really matters, but because money impacts everything that does matter, right? It impacts our time with our families, our ability to escape, you know, the hectic world. It, it impacts all of that. The food that you have, the roof that you have, your money impacts all of it, right? Mm -hmm. So money is not important, but everything that it affects is. So my purpose is to help bring more people to having financial clarity so that they can live a better life. And so everything that I do is in service to my purpose, right? 
So not only am I trying to help people understand how their finances work so they can feel better, but I also want people just to be just to be happy. Like, can we just be happy? Do we have to all be stressed all the time and mad all the time and sending Atlanta traffic? No, like <laughs> let's design our lives so that we can be happy because nobody wants to really walk around and be depressed and upset all day. OK, so that is my purpose. And so everything that I do or everything that I, you know, pretty much everything I try to do is supposed to be in service of my purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And what I think that does is when you have your core values defined, it creates a North star for you because like I, to my earlier point, like there's a lot of shiny balls out here and there's so many tactics and strategies and hustles. And there's so much that you can do. And I'm not saying any of them are bad, right? Because they're right for the right person. But when you have a North star that governs what you're supposed to do, you can, you can acknowledge it, respect it and appreciate it, but know that it's not for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where, that's where that's extremely powerful because there's, let's not confuse. You can make a lot of money doing things that don't align with your core values, right? Like you can. So that's where it really comes in handy to say, wait, is that something I would do? However, to play devil's advocate, you have to always be mindful of your level of personal development because sometimes you might question if you would do it because there's a deficiency in your belief system that that's actually possible for you. So it's very nuanced because sometimes you can see something and it's not that it's out of alignment with your core values. It could just mean that your belief system hasn't elevated and that's not on your radar yet. Right. So make sure that you have your yeah. core values, but yeah. also make sure that you're investing in yourself so that certain things can be revealed to you and ex- and expound your belief system. For a second, I want you to imagine a club, a club that is exclusively designed to help you transform your relationship with money, a club that creates the pathway and the guiding light for someone who is an aspiring melanin millionaire, the one who wants to be the wealth starter in their family. Now, instead of imagining, I want you to learn a little bit more about the Melanin Millionaires Club, because that is exactly what we've created, right? We've created an ecosystem where you can finally get the clarity that you're looking for when it comes to your finances, to give you the confidence that you now know exactly where you're headed so you can make better financial decisions and ultimately give you that feeling of control that you've been seeking instead of your finances feeling like they control you. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Number one, you're gonna get access to money challenges, you know, and different challenges to help you level up with your money in fun and creative ways. You're gonna get access to a community of like-minded people who are all on the same journey of marching towards financial freedom in their own right. You're gonna have an opportunity to win money milestones so that we can award you on your journey to becoming that Melanin Millionaire. You're going to get access to guides and resources that you need to be able to dive deeper on your money journey. My most favorite and important probably aspect of this platform is you getting access to my pocket advisor, which is our flagship feature where literally it's like having myself and other advisors right in your pocket. Because let's be honest, right? You can take a course or even try to Google the information that you're looking for, but sometimes knowing that you can have a mentor that you can just call on and ask a specific question is worth its weight in gold. So you get that as a part of the premium membership. You get access to classes to learn about a variety of different money topics. 
there's channels with a bunch of different money content like Netflix, but for financial education, right? And you have investment opportunities, right? From time to time when they present themselves, I'm gonna share different investment opportunities exclusively with my network. Not to mention if you sign up today, you're gonna get access to seven other bonuses just for being a part of the network. So if that sounds like something that would be valuable to you, I strongly encourage you to click the link, link in the show notes and learn more about the Melanin Millionaires Club and how you can be the first generation millionaire in your family. Yeah, I mean, uh, that core value I think thing, that might have gone over the people's head, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, in, in, in the response, well, I was going to hit on the point that, like, yo, when them PPP and SBA, SBA loans came out, like, people hit me up, like, can you give me a loan? Can you give me a loan? I could have ran up a, a, a 200K bag, right? Giving people loans that they weren't supposed to get. But I had to look in the mirror and be like, bro, like, is that really what you want to be known for? So right. PPP, that, was, that, was, yeah. that was close. That was close, though. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, Jacqueline? I don't know. That belief thing might have went over people's heads. You might have skimmed on by that a little fast. You Y'all, know what yeah, you're talking, yeah. you're talking about the the idea of uh, I don't know if you guys have heard the analogy. Like if you put a shark in um, a fishbowl, mm-hmm. the shark's only going to grow as big as the fishbowl. But put a shark in the ocean and it's going to grow to its full size. So I hope that doesn't go over people's heads because it's like if you're if you're hanging out in this fishbowl then you're going to not grow as big as the sharks in the ocean, right? So if your belief is just this small group of people, you're missing out on all this other opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And just and just do what's right for you, right? Like like everybody isn't doesn't need to have a, a business that's producing a million dollars a month, right? Like if that's not for it, because at the end of the day, I think the entrepreneur only exclusively rhetoric, the, the challenge with that is who's going to support these these visions, right? And so it's like, do what makes sense for you. Um, but just make sure you have those core values that can always reel you back in to make sure that when you see all this, these shiny balls and highlight reels on social media, revenue screenshots, not profit, right? When you see all that, just make sure that you understand what matters to you and that you're marching towards what, what's important. Because a lot of times it's so easy to get distracted. And then now you might've been on the right path, but now you're chasing the next coach or the next thing because you didn't have a set of core values that could say, you know what, that's cool, but I'm going to stay focused on what I got going on. I love that. And I think that's a great segue to my, this is probably, this next point is probably my favorite point, right? Because you know me, I'm all about, I'm all about lifestyle. So does this align with the lifestyle I want to live? That touched my soul because here's the thing, man, like the, there's nothing more important, at least to me, than living the life that I want to live. Right. I don't care about money. I don't care about I don't care about recognition. I want to live a life that I'm proud of, that I, that I wake up every day and I'm excited. So does this align with my lifestyle is is so important because, you know, before you go into a business venture, so many people like something small, so, so many people get an office. Right. And they hate going into an office. But why would you get the office just to go somewhere you don't like to be? So, like, if you want to start a business where you, you're location independent, then make sure you start that with the with the end in mind. Like when I started my firm, I said virtual only before COVID. And it was hard getting people's mind wrapped around. You're never going to see me in person. But I knew, and I'm serious, you're not seeing me in person. But I knew my, my ambitions were to travel. I knew my ambitions were to live free. So I set out with wanting to have a virtual only practice. And now any business that I start now, my first question is, 
is it going to give me location independence? And if so, I'm ready to hear the other things. But, you know, I think so many people get caught in, caught into to the profit and the revenue and they end up just a glorified uh, worker of a business they don't like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a difference between a business owner and being self-employed. Right. So if you're a business owner. Chances are you don't have to work in the business day to day. But if you are self-employed, then you work in your business day to day. You you employ yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not all about P and L, right. It's important, but like, like when we, when I talk to my financial planning clients, it's like, there's, there's two metrics, right? There's qualitative and then there's quantitative, right? Qualitative are the X's and O's, right? Those are the numbers, you know, the targets, the goals, the metrics, right. But qualitative is how does it make you feel, right? Like how do I define happiness? How do I define peace? How do I define freedom? How do I define legacy? Like, like really those, those things that really matter, because at the end of the day, and I know y'all both have probably heard me say this more times than you can count, or maybe not, but if someone walks into my living room today and they look at my artwork, right? I'm not telling them about the hammer and the nails that I use to hang the pictures on the wall, right? I'm not saying, hey, man, I had, man, you got to feel this shaft, pause. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about, right? And I'm probably not even talking about the artwork itself. What I'm going to talk about is the feeling that I get when I walk in the room where the artwork is hung. Right. And so it's the same thing with your business. It's the same thing with your finances. Right. This is a financial podcast, too. Right. So no one cares if you have a million dollars in the bank. No one cares if it's in a 401k, a brokerage account, IRA, whatever. What you care about is what lifestyle are these resources going to afford me? Right. What am I going to be able to do with these resources? And so when you think about the business that you want to build, it's not about building the next eight, nine figure company. It's about what lifestyle right? Am I going to be able to achieve based upon the fruits of my labor? Do they mm-hmm. align? I want to build the next Facebook. Okay. Well, you also want to be in court every week, mm-hmm. right? So you got to ask yourself those questions. Like, okay, like you got to understand the causality and the cause and effect of what it is that you say you want. So you got to be very careful coveting other people's stuff because they might be running up a bag. They might be a slave to their business. Mm-hmm. And now you're, you're, you're coveting what someone else is doing because they have a they have a six figure month or whatever, and then you look behind the covers, it's like damn, they got systems in place. They like running around with a chicken with their head cut off. They they're they're they don't get much sleep, right? And so it's like you got to ask yourself: Am I building something that aligns with the lifestyle that I want to live? And that goes both ways, right? And so just understanding like whether you want to be super ambitious and understanding what it takes to achieve that. Or if you want to have like a lifestyle practice and understand what that looks like. So just ask yourself the right questions and don't try to chase what everybody else is doing. And as you can see, that's kind of an underlying theme of this. It's like, keep your eyes on your own paper. (laughs) Yeah, Jacqueline, what's most important to you from a lifestyle perspective? That's interesting. And I've been making a life pivot recently. So I'm trying to figure that out, honestly. Um, For those who don't know, I had a dog for eight years and he passed. And so part of my new pivot and my life reevaluation is what do I really want? Because my dog really kept me tethered to my house, right? He's got to go outside three times, four times, five times a day. Mm -hmm. I've got to be there to take care of him. So now that I don't have him and I don't have any children, I'm re-evaluating what I want life to look like. And that's, and that's okay. Moment. That's a real moment. So first of all, we appreciate you being transparent because like we didn't know what we could tell the people why you weren't here. So we, we, just, let, we just told them that you were dealing with stuff. But, but I think as so many people, women, men alike who are going through a life transition right now, 
I think that you just gave them the clarity and the peace of mind that it's okay not to know right now, but that, you know, just actively try to figure it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes me think about like, people think that I'm this, this great visionary that always has to figure it out 10 steps ahead. Right. But one of the quotes that I live by is when the facts change, so do I. Right. So, yes, I have a plan. Yes, I have a vision for what I think things are going to look like relative to the facts I have today. But that could change at any given moment. Right. And I'm have the humility enough to know that going into it. Right. Like and even think about the brand. Right. So it was Pocket Advisor this year. Right. As a platform. And, I, and that was an idea of mine for, for since 2013. Right. Since 2013, that has been a passionate idea of mine. And I was like, you know, I knew that you guys, I wanted to bring you guys into the fold and that we could partner on this. But I knew in December of last year that there was a strong chance that it made more sense to change the brand to Melanin Money. But I didn't have the bandwidth, going back to a previous point, I didn't have the bandwidth to entertain what that looked like in that moment. Right. So I was like, this probably will happen at some point in the future. But right now I'm, I'm going to still roll what I got. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is don't let not knowing stop you from taking action in the moment, right? Just because Jacqueline is in a transitionary uh, state right now to figure out what that looks like, she's not going to be in a cave and not live life, right? She's going to be living while figuring it out. You can live in the house mm-hmm. while it's being renovated. I'm going to say it again. Hold on, hold right? on. Go back on that. Go back I'm going to say it that. again. You can live in the house while it's being renovated, right? Don't feel like you have to have it all figured out. And just because my people might revere you as an expert or someone that they look up to, you would be surprised how much more people resonate with you when you show that side of shit. I don't know, bro. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. And, and I, I found that to be true later in life. So like, I remember when I first started my career, there was this guy and like, I couldn't figure it out. Like he, everybody looked up to him, but for whatever reason, when we were like learning this new concept, he would like slow the guy down. He's like, hey, I'm not really following that. Can you slow? Can you slow down? I'm really trying to connect the dots. But he's one of the most successful people in the room. And then me being young and naive, I was like, well, shit, I'm going to act like I know it. I'm going to just keep taking notes. I'm going to do a little screenshot. I'm not going to say that. I'm going wait for somebody else to ask the question because I didn't want to look vulnerable that I wasn't smart enough to know. But now I know that's one of the most powerful and liberating things you can do to simply say, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. Because it just frees you of this burden of perfection, right? And, and, then, and then you now welcome in and attract people who can support your deficiency versus blocking them out because they think you have it all figured out. It's always better to look, un, look uninformed than actually be uninformed, right? So that, 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 that's what I read that in a, in a quote the other day. I think, you know, it's beauty and vulnerability. So let's go to our next point. So we're not here for two hours. I would love to be here for two hours with y'all, but I'll, let's, let's, let's get to the next point for the people. Cause we got what, that was four. So we got four more. Okay. So am I uniquely qualified to do this? I think we kind of hit on this earlier, but do you have the qualifications to do this? Right. If you are not good at numbers, then you probably shouldn't be a financial advisor. Right. If you're not good at, um, you know, sp- you know, uh, reading or speaking out loud, then being a speaker is going to be a little bit tough. But I think, what I want to hit on here is like you said earlier, George, the difference between the, the, the mindset and the confidence that you have to do it or not to do it, or, you know, actually, do you have, the, do you have the capabilities to do it? Because I, I don't want people to look at things they want to do. And just because they have low confidence and not a high mindset to, to get discouraged to do it. But we also have to be real with ourselves, right? Like 
if we're not good at something and it doesn't make us happy and we don't like doing it, then you probably shouldn't do it. Like if you don't like running, running a marathon is probably a bad idea. Right. <laughs> so we got we got to just, just, just stay on the fine line of am I uniquely qualified to do this based on like the gifts and talents I've been blessed with versus, you know, am I do I have limiting beliefs that I can't do this? So it's just like riding that fine line. And it's a very fine line because I just I just read You Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Is that good, man? Really? That dude, that dude is a savage. No, I know he's a savage, but I, 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 didn't, know if, I didn't know if the book was going to be good. But okay. It's worth, it's worth a listen purely from a mindset perspective. It's worth okay. this. It's about 13 hour listen on Audible, but it's, it's from a mindset perspective. Like he had me feeling like a little a punk. I was like, man, I got some, I got some, some work to do. Um, but now What's he's, the book called? It's called You Can't Hurt Me or Can't Hurt Me, something like that by David Goggins. Yeah. That man ran a hundred miles in a, in a desert with with a broken feet. I'm like, all right, bro. But um, when you hear the book, you realize like where where that all came from. I I, I would I would listen or read. I got you. All right, say less. Say What's that next point? Uh, um, the next point is: Do I have the acumen and expertise? Which is, I mean, kind of slightly redundant. Um, but I think the difference is, like, to Carter's point, am I uniquely qualified? Is like, was I born with something that's like, yo, no one else got this sauce? Right. Uniquely qualified. But do I have the acumen and expertise is more like, OK, have I got the CFP? Have I gotten the CPA? Like, do I have the expertise to do the thing that I'm trying to do? Because unfortunately, we see that a lot right now. Right. Where people are just yeah. out here giving out, especially I in Carter's view. That's especially where this is going. <laughs> hey, we see that a lot. Look. But it's low key beautiful. I'm like, hey, this is kind of dope that anybody with like a story can just hop online and just be like, hey, I got it's a story. The, it's the gift and the curse. Right? I learned this. The you gift and the curse too. is that on the internet is that the gift is anybody can have a platform. The curse is that anybody can have a platform. So I, I don't have a problem with people sharing a story. I have a problem when what they share without context can hurt the other person. Mm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's a difference. Almost, that's a yeah. difference. It's like, are you making money? to improve lives because you have the capability capability to do so? Or are you trying to run up a bag and then you're not even having the support on the back end to support the money that's been paid to you? And, and to make it twofold, or are you just learning something, packaging it up and then selling it and you haven't even done it for yourself? That's what blows me. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, I just packaged up somebody else's information that I learned. And because I have the audacity to talk about it, I'm running up a bag, selling up information I haven't executed on. Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy to me. So that's, that's all. That's all we're saying. Like, just make sure you have the expertise, especially if it's in the financial or tax field, because you know marketing is marketing. But like, people are going out and placing these trades. People are going out and trying to leverage these tax strategies, and if they don't have the proper context, and then they end up, you know, not Uncle Sam knocking on their door, or they get audited or whatever. That's on you know, that's on you. Right. Yeah. Or you should feel like it's on you. So just that's all we're saying is make sure that you have the actual credentials and expertise or give the disclaimer. Right. Like they do so well on your leisure. Right. It's like, hey, look, this is not investment advice. Do your own due diligence. Do your own research because we cannot be held liable if you, you know, blow the trade. Right. So. OK. Um, Jacqueline, why don't you lead us on this next one um, about fulfillment and happiness? Because um, I feel like looking at you just as a friend and as a somebody who just supports you, you always look happy when you're doing what you're doing. So I know like bringing people financial knowledge and acumen makes you happy. And if it was that, did you know that at the gate or like this is something you lean into? Can you give us some perspective on that? 
money, planning, and positivity. <laughs> it's weird. It was like something, it was almost something inherent, right? But it's like birthed out of trauma. So one of the things that I always ask my financial planning clients is what's your first memory of money? And so then sometimes I share mine, sometimes I don't, but I'll share it here. So my first memory of money was I was six years old. My older foster brother's mom came to pick him up for the day. And uh, she was like, you want to tag along? I was like, sure. So we go to Target. She was like, you guys want to get slushy? Sure. Go over there, get slushy. Um, When it's time to pay, I whip out my little Velcro wallet. And inside my wallet at six years old, I have like $200. And this is the 90s. She was like, why do you have 200? You're six. Why do you have $200? And I was like, I don't know. I just, I work for money and I just keep it. I don't spend it at all. So, but I'll spend, you know, a a dollar on a slushie. So she's like, no, no, it's fine. I got it. Now that happened. So it was like, okay, I already had this natural inclination of like, okay, I know you got to save money if you want to have some, you know? So then just as time progressed, it's just a lot of things that really were birthed out of my life's trauma where I was like, okay, you need money to help you through this stuff, right? If you have a blow up argument with family, friends, you know, whatever your living situation is, if you don't have money to get out of that situation, to be in a better situation where you're going to have peace of mind, then that's, that's going to be a major problem for you. Right. And that's going to cause what depression, you know, stress, anxiety, all of these things that nobody wants to deal with. And What's the answer in that situation? What's well, either mend the relationships or it's moving, get somewhere else to live. And so for me, I was like, wow, you know, money was able to get me out of a lot of really bad situations, was able to get me out of an abusive relationship, was able to get me out of terrible family situations. So I really leaned into that and I was like, wow, there's a lot of people who complain about their situation. And a lot of that revolves around not having enough money. So let me help you to either get some more money or to manage the money that you have so that you can live a more fulfilled life and so that you can be happy. You know, I wrote the book Money Planning and Positivity because I grew up never really seeing anybody genuinely happy. You know, my mom went through a very large financial loss. And the part that people don't talk about is the depression and the mental the mental part that goes along with losing millions of dollars. So, you know, that's why I focus so heavily on that, because it's just important for you to feel fulfilled and happy at the end of the day. So going back to this business venture that we're talking about, if you're going to start something, make sure that it's something that is going to have you fulfilled and happy, you know, and it's a delicate balance. We've also talked on this podcast about college being a scam. And so if you missed that episode, go back and check it out. But there's a delicate balance of you know, doing something that you're super, super passionate about or just creating that passion and also making sure that you are profitable so that you can be in a situation that you want to be in and not have to forfeit your happiness for money. Yeah, no, I think that's that's perfect. And it's a perfect way to close out on this last point. And I'll just do a quick recap before we get into the last point. So number one, do you see a clear path to profitability? Number two, do you have the capacity and bandwidth to do this at a high level of excellence? Number three, does it align with your core values? Number four, does this align with the lifestyle you want to live? Number five, are you uniquely qualified to do this? Number six, do you have the acumen and expertise to do this? Number seven, will it add to your fulfillment and happiness? And is it something, or excuse me, your fulfillment and happiness? And the last point is, is this something 
that you want to be known for. And this one is really, really uh, important to me because this, it goes back to the, the point I was saying about just not getting blindsided by what everybody else is doing and reminding yourself why you do what you do. Because once you get past making enough money to cover your bills and maybe cover your team members' bills, if you have the team or whatever it is, once you get past that, then it becomes about not just running up a bigger bag, but impact, right? It's the reason why we created the Melanin Millionaires Club, right? So one of the things that I want to be known for, and I'm sure that uh, Carter and Jacqueline want to be known for, is impacting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people's lives, right? We have a goal of helping at least a thousand people improve their net worth by a hundred thousand dollars every year, which will create a hundred million dollars of new, like that's what I want to be known for, right? And, and I don't necessarily care about the bag, right? That's associated with that goal. I want to be known for, hey, you know what? They really put a dent in the wealth gap, right? Their movement, their mission, their platform, their education, their relentless commitment to serving aspiring melanin millionaires, shout out melanin money. Um, that's what I want to be known for. You know what I mean? And so like, I think it's important to ask yourself that question because there's nothing wrong with having businesses that you use just for cash flow. Like, like there's businesses I think all of us have done that y'all will probably never know about that just were for the purpose of producing money to get us free or producing money to invest in other assets or whatever. Right. But you always got to have something that you can look back and say, you know, that was a part of my legacy. Like I'm a father to be. And so for me, I think the reason why legacy is, really at the forefront of my mind is like, I don't want my son to have to look past the front porch to, to find his, his superhero. Right? Mm. I, I don't want him to have to look past the front porch. Like, and that's from the way I look physically. I don't, you know, that's from what I do from a business perspective and how I treat my wife, all of it, right. Leading the lead in, in at least six statistical categories. You know what I'm saying? Because I am the example. I am the mirror for him. And so I think I'm just really reflecting on that these days because it's like, you know, I want to be known for something greater than myself. And I want to leave behind and plant seeds for trees whose shade I'll never sit under. I mean, I think that's the best ending we've had on the episode, bro. So I don't even want to like say nothing else. That was that was revolutionary for me. I got I got some goosebumps over here. But but yeah, that's what it's about, y'all. So we really hope um Y'all appreciate this episode. I feel like we get we gave y'all that that uh, the eight keys, but we actually gave y'all a little bit more insight in our lives and what we're thinking about, what we're going through. Again, I'm a major goal of this podcast is for us to teach, but also for y'all to get closer to us and y'all to understand who we are as people. So we hope y'all appreciate that. So, um, Jacqueline, anything you want to say before we close out? Yeah, we appreciate you guys. We hope this is helpful. Leave a, a review for us. Always a five star review for us. Um, we're always giving away free merch, free you know, things. So write a review for us so that we can uh, highlight you and we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah. And last but not least, if you want to get your questions answered on the podcast, send an email to podcast at melaninmoney.com and we will answer your question on the podcast, right? You can either send a voice note, which you can do on the iPhone. You can send a video or you can write it in. Y'all are smart enough to figure out the best way to send it to us. I believe that, but we would love to highlight your questions and give you free game on the show. Let's do it. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.